even though I was on my path, I was still for a while not fully allowing myself to be carried where I needed to be. And when I asked, just, yeah, fully surrendered again, give me a better method. Like I want something that, something that's higher. And then the light language came through. So this it was such a transformational experience for me because I had to work on expressing myself. That was the biggest topic my whole life and even expressing my creative side. And that's exactly what I'm doing now. And I have so many blockages with that, you know? Uh, so I feel like the light language was a completely unexpected, incredible gift um, that really anchored more of, of what I needed to know about myself to elevate my consciousness and the image I had of myself. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. We are back, family, and we're bringing some newfound insights, awareness, and a higher energy because I'm just coming off of what was just about one of the most epic weeks I've ever had to date. And some of you may know this if you were there with us. At the Together We Ascend Virtual Summit, the very first of its kind. If you hadn't heard, I apologize. I know I never put out the announcement through the podcast, but I was just channeling the focus where it needed to be. And for the last few months, that has meant this amazing event that we had coming together. 30 speakers over the course of four days and a whole lot, some might say, infinite amounts of wisdom. It was an absolutely incredible experience seeing the community come together in the way that it did. So much love, so much sharing, so much connection, and I'm just so grateful to have had this opportunity to bring this together. So if you're now hearing this and maybe you've been the po- uh, a listener to the podcast but didn't see my announcements elsewhere, I want you to know that I am going to be gifting. Wow, this is just coming through as we share here, and that's how you know it's divinely orchestrated. I am going to be giving away some gifted all-access passes so, so you understand how those work. Leading up to the summit, those that were interested in having access to the replays to the content after the live sessions, after the week that it was being held, one needed to upgrade their pass to an all-access pass to have access to those replays. And now I'm hearing that because some of you may not have known about the summit, may have just been listening to the podcast, well, 
if you're hearing this now and you'd like to have access to the replays, well, the opportunity to receive a gifted all-access pass is available to you. All you have to do is hit me up at brian at togetherweascend.com with the subject heading sponsored all-access pass. And you can trust that there may be a gift heading your way. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about the summit for now. You're probably going to hear a little bit more about it because even though it's all done, there's so much amazing content that came through there. So um, I'm, I'm just so fired up about what has and what's been taking place. But let's come back to the show because we are here now and we're about to get it going once again. I'm ready to start putting out some content here through the podcast for you guys once again. And we're going to kick things off here with an amazing being, Alexandra from Heart's Essence. Alexandra of the Heart Essence YouTube channel is a being of many, many gifts. One of those gifts being the gift of light language. You're about to hear from someone that is here to tell her story, share her experience with opening up her heart and activating her creative gifts. Incredible story that has been met by people who are having and experiencing some amazing things in receiving her gift of light language. So we talk about here the path of surrender, knowing that we are held worthy of love. And I do believe this may just support you and you too, opening up to your heart's essence and activating your creative gifts. So what do you say we jump in to this one with Alexandra of Heart Essence? Going to throw the recording on right off the bat. Because tell you what, in on more than one occasion, I had a conversation with an individual before hitting the red button, and what unfolded would have been so great to be able to share with others. Okay, great. Of course, yeah, no problem. I focus my mind on the fact that it's you and me right now. I'm not even. I'm trying to not allow my mind to go to the fact that there'll be others <laughs> joining the space in the future. <laughs> you know, yeah. I love that because that's exactly the space that I enjoy being in. So I think what's going to unfold is we're going to support one another in being in that state of presence. Yeah. The best conversations I've ever had on the show is has always been in relation to exactly what we're describing, where it was just me and them. In fact, it was just them, because that's what I was getting the opportunity to experience. And then just seeing them so fully, um, source came through. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Have you had the opportunity to have those types of interactions? Definitely. I actually had a conversation with, uh, when was it I think it was on Saturday um, 
it was kind of like a more of a relaxed music festival. <laughs> and I was talking to a friend and suddenly this other person came and sat next to us. And I can't even explain what happened. It was as if we had already spoken to each other for like 30 minutes with this person like he sat down and we were already in the middle of a conversation you know as it would have been if we would have met and be like hey my name is this and blah 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 blah, and then gotten into a deeper one it just was it was almost like even the first sentence he said wasn't even a full sentence it was like half the sentence and we were like yeah and then we just it was so interesting or maybe it was a time jump experience i have no idea but yeah, it was really after that, I was like, what just happened? And it wasn't just me. It was the same experience for my friend, right? So, yeah. Was this the first time you met this individual? Yeah. I love that. I love that. It just goes to show how open our hearts are becoming. Yeah. Really. We can connect just like that. Yeah. That's I want to love every single person I see. And I want them to know that the moment that I come into that connection with them. Yeah, yeah I think um, the different layers of experiences we have can affect our ability to remember that love is like always in the now within and around us and in everything basically, you know, because maybe you were withheld love or maybe you were neglected as a child, right? Or abused in any way. And then we develop these coping patterns that we think in that moment will help us get that love that we're not getting, right? And then we start thinking, okay, so love is something that is like conditioned and um, <clears throat> we have to do something to get it and it's not available time and it's rare and it's difficult and it's painful and then we grow up and we're like what is going on <laughs> you know I just uncovered the layer within myself um it's been like the last week um yeah and it's just so interesting and actually I think the real deepest remedy to this is to understand that that we are that love and that you know everybody around us is just uh facet of that love actually i think or how do we go about remembering that yeah is that a in process, the, in in the process. <laughs> one that i believe never ends yeah we exactly continue to remember it more fully yeah 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 but i think for me the first time i understood it it was more of like a experience of bliss and pure connection. Um, I had that initially when my spiritual journey started a few times, um, quite a few times over the first three years of going into myself deeply and, you know, starting to meditate and starting to work on my trauma through spiritual methods, let's say. Um, and just those moments, just experiencing that absolute love and that absolute connection with all that is and that energy of being held always no matter what um automatically triggered um 
some awareness within me of what I needed to change that wouldn't allow me to be in that more, you know. Um, what invoked this, this experience? It just happened, basically. It was like, I think I was in deep uh, pain at that time, actually. I was going through severe depression and burnout. And that's also why um, I, I basically, I was at a point where I completely surrendered because the, um, you know, more mainstream methods of working with this kind of situation weren't working for me. Like, um, and I think I was already depressed as a teenager, but at that time, people wouldn't diagnose kids, you know, um, especially when you move towards the, you know, becoming a teenager, it's like, okay, teenagers go crazy anyway for a few years, so you can't really diagnose that, but I, I'm sure I was depressed, and then, yeah, psychotherapy and stuff like that would just constantly trigger my emotional body and my pain body, but the speaking wouldn't release the energy. Um, and you know, that went on for years. And so, yeah, I was, it was really bad. It was the worst episode basically of depression I had. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. I know I can't live like this anymore. And like universe tell me what to do. I really like, I'm surrendering fully and completely. <laughs> just guide me. And um, the next morning, and this happened without me having any, you know, like I wasn't practicing anything. I wasn't, you know, like I was always spiritual in my own way, but I never actually asked the universe in those moments. Was that yes. what it was for you? It was exactly what I said. So it, that's exactly what I said in the evening after having visited another therapist to see if this person might be the answer to my problem. And after realizing that this is just not working, like I'm just, this is not working for me. Um, and the next morning I woke up and I had a whisper in my ear and it, it, somebody was said shaman and I didn't even know what a shaman was. I, I don't even think I've ever heard the word because there's, I don't have spiritual people in that sense in my family. I didn't grow up in that type of environment. I grew up actually in a very, like a, the opposite type of environment, you know, people that are like more business oriented and go-getters and entrepreneurship energy all of that was coming from my father that I grew up with um yeah and then those short this moments started happening in different moments when I was it was kind of like the universe was showing me okay you took this step and now like you know we're grabbing you by the hand and we're pulling you where you need to be yeah just like that you started you started feeling love and support yeah absolutely and I and I started seeing all kinds of um, signs also, you know, all these synchronicity, right? The numbers, the, the angels everywhere, the, all these kinds of things, it just started happening, you know? And now, did you go happened. looking into an explanation for what you were going through or were you just fully experiencing this without any intellectual delving yeah. into it? Well, to be honest at that time, I had no concept of spirituality, you know, as I said, because I didn't have the background. So I had no idea that it, there are other people seeing 11-11. And when I, for example, like I'm just speaking this because it's something I guess everyone will know. Uh, and when it happened, I remember my mom came from Toronto and visited me 
Um, and I was staying in Bucharest with my dad and I told her, mom, I don't know what's happening to me. I see 1111 everywhere. And I, I feel like, I don't know what is going on? You know, like, am I, am I hallucinating? Like this, it just is, it's so many times a day. It was just so crazy. And I told her tomorrow, every time I see it, I'm going to show you because I need somebody to confirm that this is really happening. And that's not just in my head. And uh, yeah, she saw it and she was like, I don't know what's going on, but it seems something really uh, profound, you know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, so. Her reaction to it was, there's definitely something here based yeah. on the frequency of times you were seeing 11-11. Exactly, exactly. And your mother has no, um, yeah, she, no. I, that's, that's amazing. I um, I've had the, I've I guess I've come across stories of the numbers, yeah, um, being assigned. And even for me, when I when I see three three three, I see eleven eleven. Um, there's a, I let that in uh, a little bit. I, I know I, I let that in, and but that hasn't ever been the reason for me how. I found the sense of knowing. Um, mm -hmm. So I actually think that your story has been one of the most powerful that has, has reminded me that this can be a way that our love, our support supports us in our awakening. Yeah, I think it's different for everyone, right? So for me, I'm a very visual person. I've always been very creative and artistic. When I was a child, I thought I'm going to be an artist, a painter or something like a decorator or something like I had some or fashion designer. I had so many different directions that were pulling that I felt pulled towards in regards to arts and design and stuff like that. But um, so I think that my higher self and the universe knows, obviously, that I'm very visual. Um, so I notice things around me sometimes also that other people don't notice, you know, um, it's just how my eye is trained. And I'm also extremely aesthetic. So like, I can, <laughs> I don't know, um, I have to really surround myself with harmony. Um, yeah. But I think in a way, what you were mentioning about how your, uh, you know, connection uh, was with that, you know, knowing that you're held and the knowing itself, I think a lot of that also just comes from the heart, right? It doesn't have to be an external uh, sign in a way. Like we don't have, an environment doesn't have to shape itself in a way to like be that much in our face the way it was with me. It was very powerful and I was super grateful and I still am, but it was extremely like, um, but I needed it also because I was in a very low place, right? And That's I so amazing to hear that you were, you're picked up in, in that way so so rapidly. Um, and like you said, we all, we all experience it in different ways, but um, your, your story of just from rock bottom to, to bliss that quickly, wow. wow. I think um, for me, it was really like almost a matter of life and death in a way because my mm -hmm. depression was like ongoing for almost 10 years. Um, and I also just didn't grow up or I wasn't living also in an environment that was supportive of my true being, you know? Um, so 
yeah, I think um, just opening myself up to the possibilities, right? Um, in that moment of surrender, because I just realized I have, my mind is not able to come up with any solution and nobody's mind around me was able to come up with any solution either. Um, so I think the universe just knew, you know, this had to happen to me. Like I needed to get these signs. Um, and it's true. I did like looking back and even people that know me, I feel that the change I made in the next years were really changes that other people may be experiencing 30 years or something like that, you know, and I still have so much to work on. Like I have met people that came to work with me somehow with the thought that I've sorted out all my stuff. Um, and I was like, no, <laughs> you know, like there's still so much I'm working on, you know, uh, and I think it's a never ending journey. Um, but um, yeah, I think it was a matter of divine timing as well. And things just had to unravel in a specific way. And I think that was that push, you know, that came through, which was also very much needed. Now, if someone were to come to you and ask to work with you, what would your response be? Uh, well, what would be the question exactly? I'd like your support. I think you can help me get the things I want in my life. Can you? Okay, I usually don't normally get a question formulated that way. So usually people email me and they tell me what's happening with them. Mm -hmm. And then they ask me, you know, what, maybe they already have an idea of what, which service they would like because I, I do different things. but. Uh, for my YouTube videos, they know sometimes, but usually, yeah, that the next question is something the way you you formulated it. Um, what I've noticed recently, and a thing that I would mention first, I think, is uh, two things. First of all, it's I think this type of process is a process where we you know, we're like, let's hold each other by the hand and walk through this now. There are no guarantees, <laughs> you know, uh, there is no uh, promise. There is so much around the energies that we want to shift. And there are so many things that um, affect the unfolding of our timeline that we're on or the one we're jumping on or <laughs> getting off or whatever. Um, and especially now at this time, it's happening even more. Um, but what, I, what we can do is hold hands, walk through this, and see where, where we get together, right? Um, and that's one part. And the second part also is um, commitment, right? So for me, I don't know everything. Um, I'm probably never going to know everything, and I don't think every, anybody would have known everything. But... Um, a promise that I can give is that I will always try to do my best. And sometimes the person's best is here today and tomorrow's might be off the charts and the other day might be here. You know, our best varies depending on 
the energy we're in. But if that's what you commit to, then I do believe it affects the level of your work and the effectiveness of it. And at the same time, I feel the person that puts out that wish, right, to change something also has to commit as well. Um, I noticed that a lot of people, even on YouTube, and develop a sense of guru relationship or wanting to be saved and finding someone on YouTube and then putting all of their hopes and dreams and desires and needs on that person, you know? Um, we do have to understand that stuff can happen, um, which is outside of our power to affect things. Um, but we are always responsible for a part of that energy and that shift can only happen from within. Nobody can do it for you, you know? Mm -hmm. But as I said, we can hold hands and walk through this together and look at this together and see how we can work with this, right? This is what my answer would be, I guess. But considering the fact that I do primarily light language, uh, these kind of questions don't show up because light language, you can work on anything with light language, but, um, it's with light language, everything is completely out of my hand. Like I just channel the transmission aligned with what the person wants to work on or attract, manifest, you know, clear, heal. And I state the intention with the person guide, the person's guides and my guides and I channel it. And then it's like, this is your code of divine intelligence. It's gonna work with you, <laughs> take it. And I'm not taking credit for it whatsoever. Not really. The awakening process with light language was really uncomfortable, to be honest. <laughs> so I do take credit for the energetic shift I had to go through to do this and to offer it to people on YouTube. Uh, because I really I had a hardcore migraine for three, four days. <laughs> so day and night, <laughs> it was really super intense. When it first started? Yeah, yeah. Um, but except for that, um, I'm actually really amazed how everything came together. Um, and I'm still trying to understand it, to be honest, you know, like I'm really still trying to understand it. Um, I just hosted a webinar, uh, on Friday, no, not on Friday, on Sunday, um, clearing blocks to ascension. And at the end of the last transmission, there was a completely different type of light language that came through than I've ever heard myself uh, channel, um, which means that there are different types of light languages coming through now, um, which I think was not the case so far, but I can't tell for sure. So it's, yeah, um, it's that present moment state. And I think it's hard to really take ownership for that present moment state when you're just being and really channeling light language is just being, like I have to really take my ego out of the way, not think about what it sounds like, what it looks like, uh, what people think about me that are looking at me or anything. I have to really allow the energy to flow through and I can feel it coming into my throat. I can feel the vibration wanting to come out and I have to really even allow my jaw and you know my neck and everything to just move and allow those calls to flow through without even thinking about what I'm doing. So it's really pure beingness, basically. Complete surrender. Yeah. That's why I also don't really take that much credit for it. Because, because in that like, moment, with your presence, you're not thinking of the identity. I mean, of course, I, I do notice, like, the... I do notice Alexandra in the background. 
right? Kind of like in a meditation, when you, you are present and you are also observing, you know, the craziness that's going on within. Uh, so there is that, but it's much, much further away than a meditation. I think uh, it's probably because of the brainwave state that gets activated while I'm channeling. So I recently started a Patreon community and I was basically I channel transmissions for, for everybody there. Um, and I channeled more than I usually do in webinars that I've done so far. And at some point it's almost like a trance state. So I think if I would really do it, I don't know, for like three hours, for example, of course with breaks in between, we talk about the topics as well. I think I would probably get into a complete trance state and I wouldn't like, yeah, I would have to really kind of like when people do trance channeling, I think it would be similar to that state, but I haven't experimented with it. I have to see, yeah. What have you learned on this journey of becoming one that channels light language? I've learned that, mm, mm, yeah, I have to be careful of how this is going to sound just because I don't want it to be misunderstood. I've learned or I've understood for myself. I'm going to talk for myself. No, I'm not. I wanted to generalize, but I won't. I don't think that's correct. Um, I've learned about myself that I've been somehow searching for my own unique way to express and my own unique expression, like as, a, as an object, you know, that I share with others in the world. Um, and of course I was guided, right? Like for example, the numbers and many other things. Um, but I was still, I was still in the driver's seat in, in a way and thinking, hey, this certification sounds good or you know, this sounds good or whatever. Whereas at some point using specific methods just wasn't enough anymore. So I was getting people that were coming to me with topics that I've never learned anything about. And I was like, what am I doing? You know, so my ego again, you know, like I'm at the Alexandra, my mind or ego was like, what are we doing here? We don't even know what is this person talking about? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, just breathe. You know, it's just, okay. All right, so explain to me, if you, you know, what's going on here. And then they tell me what to do. Um, but with time still, I felt there's a lot, was a lot of digging and uh, it was sometimes a lot of effort, right? Especially if you have people that are not fully committed or that um, are not maybe ready to open up to certain energies within them where they're like resisting, like, no, that's, that's, that, I don't do that. You know, like in the shadow aspect, like I, I don't want to acknowledge that within me. So if you see that it's hard to, like you can't start arguing with a person, like what do you want to do, right? So it just doesn't work, like you just go against the wall. But so I was looking for something that would work more gracefully, easily, right? And um, where these problems wouldn't be there. And that's when the light language came through. So for me, what I've learned is that I had this answer within me this whole time. Um, but compared to the time when I fully surrendered at the beginning <laughs> that we spoke about initially. Um, and I think for a while, yeah, I was still, even though I was on my path, I was still for a while not fully 
allowing myself to be carried to where I needed to be. And when I asked, just, yeah, fully surrendered again, give me a better method. Like I want something that, something that's higher. And then the light language came through. So this it was such a transformational experience for me because uh, I had to work on expressing myself. That was the biggest topic my whole life and even expressing my creative side. And that's exactly what I'm doing now. And I had so many blockages with that, you know? Uh, so I feel like the light language was a completely unexpected, incredible gift um, that really anchored more of, of what I needed to know about myself to elevate my consciousness and the image I had of myself. What shift did you have to to invoke within yourself or what did you have to to let go of do you think in order for it to have come through? Yeah. Um well, I had to really let go of the way we communicate. Um, it's really interesting. So on the one side, communicating and expressing was always an issue for me. I was very insecure and um, it was very hard for me to say no. And I still have uh, moments when I have to consciously be like, everything's fine. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to speak my truth now. Um, but yeah, so basically, instead of uh, trying to move more into this okay, how do humans express? Let me <laughs> get a hang of this finally, you know? I actually had to, the universe pushed me in the completely other direction where it was like, forget about everything, you know, about how humans communicate. Uh, tried communicating in a completely um, free space where there is no time, there's no space actually. Uh, there's no rules, no grammar. There is actually nothing. Um, just you know just do it basically that's light language you know of course it is it can be used as a language but actually it's not a language um it's really a simple way to understand it it's kind of like you know when you use tibetan bowls or crystal bowls that frequency heals you right um and you use the bowl in order to create to shift you know that energy into something which can be perceived by our senses the same thing happens with thai language so i, I would be the tibetan bull in that sense right? mm -hmm. um, so the codes are coming through and i just verbalize them that's it and of course sometimes you, there are messages and sometimes i have visions and i share that information or people that hear it might get their own visions and understandings um, but yeah you really have to move beyond um, the normal way of communicating so it's very yeah it's kind of like in the matrix when neo is suddenly in that white room where there is nothing you know <laughs> what um what effect have you endured it having on you and then we can i'm definitely interested in hearing more about the effect that you've seen that have on others yeah, of course. Um, well, for me, it was a longer process until I got on YouTube with it. So um, I heard about it. Um, and as I heard about it, I just knew I can do that. I just knew it. Like my heart 
you know, I could feel it. Um, now, but I did you have any experience channeling light language before you heard about it? No, I'm not sure if I will, if I ever did it as a child. I know a lot of people, they remember light language or even when they just hear it, even if they don't channel it themselves, sometimes they hear it and they're like, hey, I used to do that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I used to do that as a kid. It might be, but to be honest, um, like my memory of my childhood is really like a lot of it is like I can't access it as much as other people do I think just due to the trauma um but um so because I didn't feel comfortable doing it with my voice it it was just I don't know when I just didn't feel I started doing with doing it well in drawing so I would draw symbols and um I remember I was living with my fiance and at the time we were sharing the apartment with someone and I don't know, our energies were just not resonating. There was always some tension in the, in the air between us. Um, and uh, so I thought, let me see if, you know, maybe things can improve if I draw a simple, right? Like it wouldn't, it wasn't supposed to be something that affects her. It was just supposed to be a symbol of mutual understanding and compassion and love and respect right um, so like the basics <laughs> that you need to live together in harmony right um and i just drew it and i put it on the wall and that was it basically and i even forgot about it and it was really strange because the next day when i saw her the energy between us was completely different and i was like oh my god and yeah basically <laughs> i just couldn't believe it um and i had a few experiences like a few experiences like that and then I thought of let me try and do it with my hands and at that time the way I was doing with the hands looked completely different than what it looks like now because I didn't know how to allow the energy to flow through without interfering with it right or thinking about what it looks like or whatever um and uh, that was amazing too especially for emotional healing like within seconds I could feel how emotions would move out of my system um yeah and then I just started um, I started doing it with the voice and just sharing recordings to my friends um, or people that I had worked with before that were open to trying it out, you know, just as a gift. Um, and yeah, I had people, you know, tell me like, oh my God, like this feels like home. I don't know what this is, but it's amazing. Or uh, one of my best friends, she had her son and a friend of his at home and she was listening to a transmission of mine and the kids responded to it in a very powerful way. Um, it was all kinds of all kinds of stories. Like I can't even. I had even people on YouTube. Um, I get emails where people say they listen to a transmission and suddenly they see orbs in the room with them, or they see. They see. Sorry, what was that? Orbs, orbs of light. Yeah, or they see geometric patterns, like or light around them in the room. Or they see light around me, like, um, you know, and the emotional release they feel and so on. So, um, and I was very surprised um, about everything other people were experiencing because as I'm channeling it, I do feel a bit of the effect of it, but my focus is on um, just allowing it to flow through without interfering in any way. So, I actually have to go go back and listen to my own transmissions again to really feel the effect myself. Oh, yeah. Really. 
No. Yeah, and even for myself, I, I do them as I do for other people. I record them and listen to them. Sorry, what did you want to say? Well, I just want to also find out that um, I've seen the comments to your your YouTube videos, and I just want to emphasize for whoever gets the opportunity to to receive this. Yeah, it's it's having its effect. I'm so certain from the appreciation that your um, your subscribers are are expressing. It's definitely. Um, it's definitely invoking, it's definitely an expression of love um, if it's going to have that sort of effect. So this is where I throw in probably the first of my many thank yous for <laughs> being all that you are and having the sort of effect that you're having in surrender and service. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, sometimes I look at them and I really have to cry. Like, I can't even believe it, you know. Um, I think I'm still, my my human self is still going to probably need, I don't know, one or two more years to really believe what is going on in my life right now. Like, uh, with the light language and just, yeah, how things are, like, and where I am with these gifts. Like, I I'm doing it because that's where I'm feeling pulled to go and what I'm feeling pulled to do on a regular basis and because I enjoy it. Um, and I just love the idea of being able to provide this for free, you know, to people, because I know, you know, like in my darkest moments, I was broke too. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like some people can afford to get help, but some people really can't, right? Um, and I mean, look at what's happening in the world right now. So it has even more value to me to be able to do that yeah. and just having like just having received this gift out of nowhere basically of course I feel called to share it right um, but uh, it definitely yeah. takes some work to to be willing to and comfortable sharing especially given something like this but to be honest, I'm not always comfortable. Like I'm actually always insecure before every video. Um, I'm before every webinar, like I always need like five to 10 minutes to get into the beingness or more of the beingness as much as can be integrated in the moment. Um, yeah, because I think I still, I'm still getting used to it, you know, and there's constantly something new, like, and now there's been more and more uh, different higher dimensional light beings coming through, um, offering transmissions through me. Like Mother Mary came through the, uh, recently, or like Angel Michael, like Angel Raphael. And in the last webinar, there was Isis that uh, was present. And so, and it's just always something new. And there are also sometimes even names that I've never heard before. And then I have to Google them just to, again, I keep checking in with myself if what's happening is really happening or if it's still in my head. Like after 10 years of doing this, I still, when there's something new going on, I still allow my human self to have that skepticism and I investigate to make sure that I'm not going cuckoo. Um, but yeah, sometimes I have names of beings that I've never heard before. Like I remember the first time it was the Pleiadian Council of Nine 
I don't know who, and then I had to Google it, and I was like, okay, they do exist. Oh my god, they exist. You heard that Pleiadian Council of Nine before you had ever heard of the Pleiadians. Yeah. Uh, but there were more, like there were a bunch of names of groups that came through that I channeled messages, like written messages from, um, especially that I've never heard before. And thank God we have the internet today because like, where would I have known about this before? You know, like as light workers, we are super lucky to be in this time <laughs> now. Like the two of us wouldn't be able to talk. All of us wouldn't be able to get any external validation to what is going on within us in our inner world and our spiritual exploration and of course we should try to move ahead without that and not need it but still in those moments when you have to uh, get certain about your sanity because you're going through some huge spiritual shift it's good to be able to connect to others and see are other people also experiencing this you know and that really helped me definitely been a shift in our process and these last five to 10 years, huh? It's it's crazy what's becoming commonplace conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I think since last year, even, uh, you know, people that I've never expected to, to have certain thoughts are so open about them now. And I don't know, I feel, yeah, people are, people's hearts are opening up even if they're not really on the path. Um, really consciously um, i feel there's so much going on yeah and it takes each and every one of us being that example absolutely invoke that shift and at the same time i want to say we tune into a world in which we are experiencing that in others through what we are projecting in our own open hearts that's true it's really the world that we create for ourselves yeah, yeah, it's it, that's very true. And I feel um, like I'm noticing more and more how the state that our mind is in can really tint the lens through which we see reality. Um, I've always struggled with anxiety, always my whole life. And I also had a lot of fear as a child. Like I really grew up in fear, I think. Um, and I still feel anxiety nowadays sometimes, you know. Um, so it's like something that I kind of always on a certain level monitor, like in each moment kind of and to notice when, you know, what do I need to do right now to help myself in the situation, you know. Um, yeah, and I, I'm noticing how important it is to really find ways to work with the mind. Um, so that the heart can also be at peace somehow, you know. <laughs> uh, and for me, that has been, as I told you, the last time we spoke, lying on the floor <laughs> and looking at the ceiling and not doing anything. And also uh, going to the gym. Yeah. Working with the mind so the heart can know peace. Yeah, it can be because... I think most of the time our mind is just going all crazy and we can't hear the heart, you know? Um, yeah. And it, for me, I've really spent many years now focusing on how, what does it mean living from the heart, you know, for me? Because I've, I've distanced myself from my heart. I had so much, you know, like I've, 
I grew up without my mom. Like my mom is alive. We have a great relationship, but I, I grew up with my dad and my grandmother. My parents separated. And so there was a sense of separation from a very, very young age. Um, and then, you know, I've just had, yeah, a difficult relationship also with my father and my grandmother died. And, um, and yeah, it was, I had, I found or my, my ego self found the many reasons to close off and shut off from other people to protect itself. Um, and I believe that was also the deeper reason for my depression, because it's like, you keep cutting yourself off from your heart. And at some point there's just a disconnect where there is no more light, really no more light flowing through the pathways of the heart and into your being. And also the pathways of the soul get also disconnected, right? Because the heart is the seat of the soul. And so you're really disconnecting yourself from your true essence, right? The more you close your heart and the less you listen to it. Um, and I've been experimenting with this, like, um, a few years ago, I stayed in Brussels for two months and I just said, you know, let me see how, how well can my heart guide me, you know, in a place that I've never been at, at least in this incarnation. Um, and uh, if I would want to meet someone or, you know, then I would really kind of like, okay, this is the address, I know the address. Let me see where, in which direction is it and really just feeling into the heart and kind of scanning, you know, and just feeling in which direction I have to go to, to get to that address and kind of like just allowing my heart to point me in the right direction. And it really works. Like it's insane. <laughs> how were the people doing it like thousands or whatever years ago, they were probably also doing something like that. Right. That is, that's absolutely epic. You got to the address <laughs> with just your heart. Yeah. I mean, not the exact address, you know, like we have to be real here, um, but close, you know, close. So at some point I knew I was close and then I was like, okay, but now I'm almost late, you know, okay, let me Google Maps, <laughs> you know, smartphone, <laughs> you know, we need that nowadays. Even if, <laughs> um, I think you'll, um, I think you'll get to the right address eventually. <laughs> For sure. Think, I think you think we're that. capable of that? Absolutely. absolutely. I do too. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I certainly do too. That's so, that's amazing. Um, I'm really glad that we're on this and I shouldn't be surprised being that your channel's name is Heart Essence. Yeah, um, I agree. That's my, that's my main topic. <laughs> let's, let's, well, let's open our hearts. And what that means for me in this moment is, asking you how do we open our hearts yeah it can it can mean something different for each individual right i think it depends on the quality of the energy that made us close our heart in the first place for for somebody it could be abandonment for another person it could be betrayal or um, you know any form of abuse so probably the underlying frequency we can step into to heal this is to understand that those experiences have nothing to do with our ability to be loved and to love others. I think that's the underlying message, right? No matter what made us close our heart, but that's kind of like, um, and then of course, depending on that energy, you know, let's say if, if it's abandonment, right? I've noticed what 
a lot of us do is, <clears throat> let's say our wound is abandoned. What many of us end up doing is that we end up abandoning ourselves and we create a pattern of self-abandonment because we're just recreating the trauma we've experienced um, and we keep abandoning ourselves in order to be loved. So we abandon ourselves and do something we don't want to do because we think that's what we need to be loved or, you know, we kind of deny ourselves or maybe we're not fully authentic and we're not being even maybe true to ourselves and we just keep abandoning ourselves all the time. Um, and it's, it, this is where, when we develop that self-love and we understand that whoever did whatever to us, that had nothing to do with us. It just had something to do with what they felt called to express in that moment. Then the heart can keep, can start opening, you know. But as a child, for example, I'm, I'm always talking about childhood because most of the stuff, um, right, they boil it down to that. Uh, of course, then, then we can go all multidimensional and galactic and we go, can go many different spheres, but yeah, like in a more grounded way, this is how I would put it. So I think um, as, as a child, we think everything is about us. So of course, um, understanding that it wasn't about us can create a huge uh, wave of healing, you know. And it all is built on that foundation of understanding that these stories that we tell ourselves, any any thought or belief around not being deserving of love, not having love, not being loved. Yeah. Recognizing that these are all false stories. Yes. The moment we make that realization, then we can get the flashlight out and go in and, and find what we need to find to that that's in contrast to that, to that belief, to that knowing, I should say. But coming to that, to that realization, well, I guess we already said is, is a process unfolding because we'll always know it a little bit more fully as we do this work. Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of, you know, the opening of the heart has to do with really how we interact with others. So in the relationship that I'm in now, in which I'm extremely happy, um, uh, I've really managed to shift a lot of my attachment style, which was... Um, you know, very, uh, I had to really work through this energy of codependency and the narcissistic abuse and uh, emo emotional abuse and physical abuse and a lot of stuff. And so I was very insecurely attached, you know, um, and I still have a part of that energy for sure and I'm working through it. Um, but I really realized that the way I communicate uh, and the way we communicate together has a lot to do, like has a big impact on my heart and the other way around. So if I can, because we get, we can get angry with people, you know, like I remember when I started meditating for the first time, the teacher there, he <laughs> held a lecture and he said, uh, it's okay to get angry outside, but inside you may calm, you know? And I was like, oh my God, this guy said it's okay to get angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, you know, me being silly at the beginning. Um, 
so you can't people do get angry you know we're not zen all the time but then the thing is can you move from that anger back into that sink between you and that person um, and you can still be aware of the anger but are you fully there with that person you know can you make that shift from allowing your anger to pull you into the but i na 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 and you blah 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 and that, 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 that what we can do sometimes right can you come back to that space um, and can you can you remain a team in that space so what does it mean to be a team that is when you are connected and you understand you have a higher purpose that you're following together um, and that is when the heart can stay open. But the moment I allow that anger to pull me into it and I uh, go into the, but this person did this and I, whatever, and da, 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 that's when the heart closes. That's when you're not connected anymore. That's when you're no longer a team. You're no longer working, working for a common goal. You're both working for your own individual goals, <laughs> you know, and that's how you have these issues in, with other people with the heart and how open it is or how much we can open it. It really affects um, how how things you know develop. It's the difference between being distracted by the narrative and just being there with that person in the midst of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and it's so interesting because sometimes when you really let go of these stories and whatever your mind is telling you, there's almost nothing to say like my partner for example he asked this way or something she just cracks a joke and then I'm like you know everything is gone you know then I just start laughing and whatever and there's really no there's nothing left to say so it then you know it was just a story in the first place right yeah and more and more we feel the less we find a need for words and that's not to say that an expression of words isn't going to, to stem from, from feeling. But I just find in that connection with, with the other, um, so much is being communicated beneath the words if we're willing to listen. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and um, somehow, that is in a sense also what a lot of people ask me for example in regards to the light language like what is being said there or what does it mean um you know so there is and i can i totally get it there is that part of us that wants to understand um yeah but i think the most magical things that happen in life happen in a space that is beyond these human structures such as words you know or sentences or even letters or whatever language and, and i've noticed that also when i started connecting to these higher dimensional beings right it's an energy it's really just an energy and then just like with the light language you can decode it and translate it into words but real communication doesn't really happen with words <laughs> and I think in the vast, like the most of the multiverse, I don't think it happens with words, you know, and even when we think it happens with words still, you know, um, I think the reason why we come together is because we enjoy the other person's energy, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. or we resonate with it, right, otherwise people wouldn't share a space, so it's always actually about the energy.
what do you feel like you receive through this experience of being a channel? I receive the, um, a lot of positive information about the future, actually, <laughs> which was very interesting because uh, a lot of the specific um, bits of information I got that I'm talking about now happened exactly last year, you know, when the craziness began worldwide uh, with this health crisis. Um, so, you know, I did have a period where my human self was uh, feeling a bit uneasy what, what was going on initially, also because I just gave birth to my daughter. So it was just a stressful experience to be in, you know, uh, in that fragile and new, new moment of my life. Um, and getting those messages really kind of calmed me down. Um, but um, it's been a test, really, uh, in a sense, a test of how much I trust the universe, or how much I trust myself. Somehow it feels like it's the same to me, like trusting myself feels the same as trusting the universe. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... You might want to say that you are the universe. Yeah, exactly. So it, it feels like it's the same thing. Um, yeah, because I always admired the channels. I always did, and I was always interested in it. But I just never, it never ever occurred to me that I could be one of these people. Like it was absolutely not in my, you know, head. Um, I know that um, maybe like six years ago, I did mention to my ex-husband that I think at some point in life, I'm going to make be making these drawings or these, this artwork that each piece will vibrate at a certain frequency and people will be able to put it in their homes and that frequency will keep working with them. But I had no idea what I was talking about. It was just a thought that came to me completely randomly and I just told him like, hey, I had this interesting idea. And then I completely forgot about it. Then the light language got activated and I was doing it and half a year in, I was like, wait a minute, I spoke about this years ago. I'm doing it now, I can't believe it. Um, yeah, so I gained a lot of, yeah, an even deeper sense of connection um, and many opportunities that I'm still enjoying, some days more than others, to deepen my trust. Yeah, and my confidence as well. I never felt my voice sounds good. Uh, so I was very uncomfortable thinking of posting it on YouTube, you know, and then my first video was like um, mm, mm, a lot. And somebody even commented underneath, thank you for sharing your experience. It'd be nice with this, you know, like, uh, and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it immediately made me so insecure. Um, yeah. So it's been a huge learning curve and also an opportunity to let go of resistance. A yeah. deepened sense of trust, connection, and greater confidence. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel it's unraveling more and more. Um, like even now, yeah, that there's different light language coming light languages coming through or 
Like I feel I'm just at the beginning of this. I feel like there's much more that will come out of this. Um, like I just recently had this idea to create maybe like light language tattoo designs for people. Like there's just so, so many different ideas that are coming to me of things I could actually do with this gift. Um, yeah, but I think I'll be able to do all these things uh, when my daughter is a bit older. So maybe like in a year and a half from now or two years. Yeah. How do you know when it's time to give something? With all these ideas coming through, when is it the, what finally invokes what you end up sharing? You mean on YouTube or like in general? In general. In general. Yeah, things happen in a flash for me somehow. So I just get like during the day, I'm kind of always connected. Like I'm always working and talking to my higher self throughout the day. Um, and so sometimes randomly, I just, you know, I'm thinking, um, okay, like at the beginning of this year, I was like, okay, what am I doing this year in terms of webinars? Maybe I should get clear on that. So I have them in my calendar, you know, when you have a baby and you have your partner and, you know, there's life, right? You need to kind of organize and, that's been also something I've learned through the night language and these gifts is to the, the fact that I have to also be have a balanced masculine and create a structure in which these gifts can also come out into the world. You know, it can't just be like, I don't know, all over the place. There has to be, you know, so I'm, I'm currently finalizing my website. So you need to have all these, yeah, structures basically. Um, but um, I think I, can you tell me the question again? <laughs> I think I went off track. I forgot. I think uh, that always happens for a good reason. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because I'm being inspired with a a, a pivot as well. So perfect timing. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm hearing a call to address the the metaphysical, the energetics, your understanding of well, it seems like, again, the gift comes through in many different forms, so we can generalize. But what's your current understanding or take on what's happening on a vibrational level? You mean like currently just in the collective or? No, um, through the sharing of a gift like, like, like <laughs> excuse me, light language. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so okay to answer that i'll just go into a little bit of how i would describe my language just things i haven't mentioned so far just so it's easier to understand but basically as i said yeah what's happening is the person who channels it verbalizes those frequencies so they can be received uh, by those who are listening um, or you express them through the hand or like drawings and so on body movements whatever but um to the receiver, what's going on is <clears throat> they are being offered a code, right? Or you can also think of it as a multidimensional sacred geometry formation. Um, and you with your higher self as a listener are either, you know, in a normal therapeutic method or healing method, 
you can you still have that resistance where should I take this? Do I, is this what this therapist or healer or coach is telling me? Does it resonate with me? Yes or no? I don't know. Maybe it's the person's shadow self, so they don't want to accept that they have that energy. So then maybe they're going to say, I'm not going to accept this offer of yours, right? This template that you're offering me. But with light language, the higher self receives that template or that code, the secret geometry um, formation, and you are basically hearing yourself by integrating that code. So actually the channel where I am not doing anything, I'm just kind of creating, creating the pattern and you can you integrate it and it works through you. And the powerful thing about the light language is that, as I said, it surpasses the ego mind. So you can't be like, nah, pass, next, I don't want this, or nah, I don't see that in myself. I don't want to acknowledge that or whatever. And it works on really every aspect of your being. So it works on your DNA, it works on the entire chakra system, all the energy in the spiritual bodies, right? And you can direct it to specific organs, um, specific experiences, you know, so there is no time and space. So you can do a transmission to heal a specific event, right? Or you can even do a transmission to help sort out a specific event. So I've done like light language for <clears throat> a court case with somebody, for example, and it helped like for, it was basically, they just said, you know, there's nothing nothing to investigate further. We're closing this case now. Like nobody was affected by it directly, but there was just no drama or stress or unnecessary stuff. Um, so you can really <laughs> work on really interesting stuff with it. Um, is that what this person came to you looking for, just in that specific court case? Or is that a byproduct? Yeah, no, it was somebody out, like, from my closer circle of people, right? Um, and I was experimenting with it at that time. And, you know, I was like, whoa, like, you know, sounds really serious. And it was a very unnecessary situation, you know, like, it wasn't something where somebody really committed a crime or did something bad. It was just, uh, you know, sometimes life happens <laughs> I didn't want to say a nasty word now um so yeah then I just made a drawing and it really made made it made a difference um, and even for myself during the pregnancy I made a symbol for like a healthy happy pregnancy and have you know healthy happy baby um, so there's a lot of ways to use it um and even with the symbols you can have them in your house you can put them on your body you can put them on individual chakras right um you can gaze at them during meditation. And even if you just have them around you, right, those codes are kind of constantly connecting to your field. You don't have to actually use it consciously. Uh, what I do is I have sometimes transmissions on the background, you know, my phone or my desktop so that they're like always there uh, if I'm working on something. But yeah, so these transmissions basically, they can really help release anything from the field, like right, any part of our being, uh, even from the soul or the conscious of conscious and conscious minds and so on. Um, it can help you attract something. Uh, it can, yeah, it can help with many, many things basically. And there's, I just love it because there's so many creative ways of working with it, you know. How often do you go into this with a specific intention in comparison to it just coming through without you necessarily having a preconceived idea of what's going to come through? 
Well, for me, actually, I've never really had that experience of it coming through, just coming through. I did have a long phase when my body was preparing for it, but I didn't know that's what it was doing. So a few years before the Lai language came through, I started a certification called TRE. So it's trauma, uh, trauma, uh, trauma, uh, uh, it's like trauma exercises, right? Trauma healing exercises. I can't remember the full thing right now. It's so weird because I mean, I spend so much time with those people. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and so it's basically a technique where you work on the nervous system and you activate the nervous system in a specific way where you can start releasing the trauma by itself without you having to go into the story at all. It's really a pure physical process. Um, and a lot was going on with my neck. So I, you, you do the exercises, you allow the body to move into this state of shaking and you lie down and your body's kind of shaking the trauma out of the nervous system and the fascia and so on. And uh, yeah, I had like a slight vibration in my neck for months when I started doing that. Like there was obviously something going on. I mean, expressing has been my thing. So the fact that I had to release a lot here didn't surprise me, but I still feel like there was a lot of work going on in my physical body to allow for the frequency to move through. Um, so usually I, I always do it like, okay, I'm gonna do it now. And then I sit down and I think about it. I do have days when I just do it without setting an intention at all. And that's when also I start noticing new things happening that I've never noticed, you know, before. Um, but usually it's intentional, yeah. Mm -hmm. So would you be open to carrying out any intention with light language? Is there ever a time where you feel like, no, this is not something to address in that way? Yeah, um, there are some topics, I think, <clears throat> where it might be needed to use a more, let's say, laser-focused approach you know, um, but these topics are really maybe like, I don't know, 10% of um, the topics that I'm being, you know, contacted for. Um, but um, yeah, and I think light language helps everyone. But I think in certain cases, if I have the feeling that a person really needs to integrate something on a conscious level, where maybe you need to take that person by the hand and you need to deconstruct the story a little bit to help them see it clearer or to see things that they wouldn't allow themselves to see or to help them shift their perspective, you know, where really it's also consciousness work. That's what, of course, it does happen on a certain level with light language, but sometimes you really need to like talk through it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so then I, then a one-on-one -on -one session would be better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's not always going to be the way that your purpose is going to want to manifest through you and the way that you you carry out your service. Um, I still feel this uh, this need to dive deeper into, especially the the experience of the recipient. Do you have any? 
guidance around becoming more receptive to it. More accept, like accepted? Receptive. Receptive. Well, um, yeah, a lot of people ask me like, what do they need to do? Well, um, first of all, it's important to like not close your field off. So uh, not having your arms or legs crossed while listening to it, that would be a good thing. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, the thing is, there's always a part of us that's listening. So, of course, if you want to have the full experience, you can put headphones in, that would probably be the best. Um, especially because I always have like, relaxing background music and the YouTube videos. And I had people commenting who were like, Oh, my God, I love your channel even more since I started listening with headphones. So I guess it's a, like, even for me, I like it more with headphones. Um, but uh, so that again can help you connect with it better but honestly like being brutally honest you know you can really be walking around your house vacuuming and listening to the transmissions and they're still going to work with you you know of course if you want to kind of work with your intuitive muscle you can listen to the transmissions and really observe what's happening in your body and really kind of like feeling into the energies to understand what's going on on a conscious level and that's definitely helpful but the effectiveness of the transmission i don't think will change much you know and my partner he sometimes goes to the gym and he's listening to heavy metal and he has my language on as well at the same time <laughs> 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 uh, so i mean he likes my language and he actually also had experiences of doing it uh, but he is much more grounded like i'm the weirdo you know and uh, he's more in the here and now and uh yeah sometimes i do channel trans transmissions for him where he listens to he listens to my youtube stuff but yeah he always has his own music <laughs> so just for everyone listening to know you know i i don't think other channels would mention stuff like this but i think yeah if it's it makes probably, it easier there might very well be codes embedded in the music he's listening to as well it could be, and also I can imagine that the lie language might even filter out any frequencies in the music, right? If there's anything there that's good mm. yeah. for you. No, it's definitely coming through that there's a reason why he feels compelled to, to listen to them at the same time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but what I also saw, because you were asking about the effects also for the listeners, I had a session with someone recently who told me that she notice her house being cleared energetically because she was listening to a transmission but How it wasn't she experienced that she saw it psychically so she saw dark energies in the home before kind of like moving around almost looking like bugs a little bit it just that was just the visual way she saw them but they weren't really bugs um and then she noticed them then she started listening to the transmission um i don't know if that's the order if she started listening and then saw them I think she started listening and then she could see them, like her third eyesight opened up somehow. And then she could see them being cleared out and kind of pulled out of her space. And I haven't used like language for space clearing, you know, like home clearing, maybe nature. Yeah, definitely. Um, but for like really clearing a 3D home. Um, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. Then I'm going to record a transmission for that soon for YouTube. So I really can't say what the limits are of, of this. Um, we have to see. <laughs> yeah. 
Or are you going to continue to see through the limits? Lately, I'm going to I'm going to continue exploring this. I'm so I feel so blessed to be able to express in such a creative way, and um, I I don't know. I somehow when I was growing up, like I wanted to to be this creative. I wanted to support and assist, and I always knew that I am meant to help people. Um, and I also knew when I was 16, I told my best friend that I feel the reason why I've went through like this significant amount of trauma was because I think I have to help people later, but I hadn't or had no clue what I was talking about. Um, and I feel, yeah, I feel so blessed to actually be where I was hoping to be as a kid, even though I didn't know I'm going to be doing this, you know, like spiritual work, but I always wanted to do something creative and I wanted to help. And I yeah like you found it in something that you would have never been able to foretell no no and i think that's what your story sharing it here today is um largely about it's not that this is going to be well maybe it's going to invoke the gift of light language to come through someone but I want to uh, I want to extrapolate and say that there's just so much more to to discover when we let ourselves be expressions of creativity and I think the way that you described allowing for that to be expressed through you in the way that it has can be something that someone else that's going to express themselves completely differently is going to hear and integrate Definitely. And I really think like language is a very interesting experience because they're really, it's really like a, a, an alchemical process that happens inside of you, you know, that maybe you are lucky enough to have heard about it. I can imagine for people that where it just suddenly happens, it must be like, you know, wow, like a shock probably even. Um, but yeah, it's really like this this part of you coming out that you you have no idea what it is you don't know what you're doing there there's no way to find out unless you fully understand it which is not it's not you can't really translate it in words right so i guess a certain level of psychic connection is probably useful to at least understand a little bit of what's going on um but yeah so yeah i think it's it's a gift where you really need to overcome your resistance um, and have to step up in your courage to really get to understand it fully. And I'm, I know I'm like just halfway up the mountain. Like, yeah. Well, I want to second time, thank you for all the work that you've done within yourself to become a fuller expression of those gifts that are coming through you. Um, yes. I'll say it again. I've, I've seen the comments on YouTube, <laughs> so I no, know. I, I know. What, when I think um, about them, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that last time I brought that too. I think you had a very similar reaction. That's amazing, and that's also, probably the truth. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, go ahead, and then I'll, I'll say. I was just gonna say that's probably the truest gift that you get in return. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's also somehow. Um, it's really about that that knowing that whatever we're putting out is helping someone 
feel better. Like even that small thing, you know, it doesn't even have to be a, we opened a multi-galactic portal and met the Pleiadians and they like went on a star support. Like it doesn't have to be that, wow. Just the thought that somebody is feeling better now because of something I was able to put out there. Like it's enough for me. And just thinking about it, like, of course now, you know, in the setting, but even in, in my webinar, like I had, a, I had a moment where I got like a few tears just thinking about how amazing that is that we could do that today, you know? And even, yeah, the, the internet again, it's like in the ascension process, how it's happening online all over the world and how we're all connecting and helping each other. It's just magnificent, really, it's magnificent. And a lot of people have fear of technology. I have my own fears of technology. I had to work with my fears of technology so much where, you know, with the YouTube channel and, fully going online with my work. Like I don't work face-to-face -face anymore. And I did have some retreats planned to help people learn my language and open up to that. Um, and then maybe like a second part for to certify in this, you know, to use it as a method, but then, you know, then last year happened and all of this, you know. So we live in extremely um, blessed times in a way, the light workers, you know, I mm -hmm. feel. And you, uh, you definitely strike me as someone that is taking that opportunity to make the most of it and give the most to it. Yeah, definitely with you too, right? You're also part of this movement. <laughs> You're also inspiring people online. Yeah. And I think yeah, it takes fun. a lot of courage. What's that? I think it takes a lot of courage to take that step. Yeah, it, it definitely takes some work within ourselves. And then the feeling we get in return is the, once again, the greatest gift we get and the motivation. It becomes the, the motivation to keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what I wanted to say earlier is I would like to offer you and everyone who will be listening a transmission today as well. <laughs> if that's for you. We are. <laughs> um, so I actually had in mind maybe to do a transmission on compassion. Uh, but then talking to you now, I thought maybe an activation to help those that have this within them, but maybe don't know it yet or don't trust themselves yet or I don't know, so that they can kind of like connect to it more. Do you think that would be? What's this? You said have this within them. Uh, light language. Like language or channeling. Yeah. I am in full trust that what's about to, what has been coming through is in highest alignment with the greatest good of all. I am, we are open to receive. <clears throat> okay, so... And the good thing about lay language also, uh, I think that's important to mention also, is that you can even have really short transmissions. They can be three minutes, four minutes, I don't know, six minutes, eight minutes. And it's like, there's so much uh, information contained within the transmissions that the length actually doesn't, you know, like even if it's a short one, it's still super powerful. Because people that haven't seen it before, they could be like, okay, so this transmission is three minutes. Like what's gonna happen in three minutes, you know? Um, yeah. The length, would you say that the length hardly matters? Yeah. The length? 
hardly the, matters? Uh, the length, yeah, no. I mean, I don't usually do transmissions that are less than anything. Three is minimum, I guess, um, for the audio ones, of course. Um, but yeah, I try to, for the YouTube channel, I do do transmissions, which are just audio where I actually hardly say anything. Um, and then I do videos where I explain something on the topic and then I do transmissions on it. So people can kind of like choose what they like more. Um, but uh, the length actually doesn't really matter. It's, it's really just about having that, opening that portal kind of and taking in those codes and then you can run off and at some point you're going to feel transformed. <laughs> yeah. Well. I'm ready. Um, one thing I do feel called to, to say to you, though, is um, let's um, let's let the ego mind know that the length here isn't of a concern as well. Don't let that be the reason why we don't go on for an hour. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely. If I can support you in just surrendering a little bit more, but I'm sure that it's going to be the perfect thing. Of course, yeah, I, I mentioned the length because I, I think sometimes, yeah, for people, it can seem like strange, you know, um, but yeah, let's see, um, I'll just, you know, allow it to flow as long as it needs to. Um, okay, so let's do, just give me a second, let me just check in and see. Okay, so what I'm getting is to do a transmission to help people activate their um, channeling or even telepathic gifts or their light language gifts, but also to help them have the, somehow they actually connected the two topics. So I got the compassion topic before we got online and then this other one came now talking to you. Uh, but basically, so activating these gifts and clearing any blocks that might be there and not allowing um, the listeners to, you know, connect with them and embody them and use them, but also an activation to um, have or find and develop and grow that compassion within that we actually need with ourselves when we are in this process, in this alchemical process where we are going through that fire, right? And we're like, okay, I have no clue what is coming, what is happening with me right now. I don't know who I am right now. I don't know what I'm becoming right now. Um, and it's freaking me out, you know, but then you're right, there's no way out but through. So we yeah. have to have compassion with us in that moment. It's kind of like, you know, when you have a child taking the child by the hand and you're like, okay, I know you're scared. I'm here with you, we're doing it together. Um, so I think these two energies are very important when we want to awaken what, you know, the, all the magic and the good stuff within us. Um, yeah. Noroye eshina ha aye tuturone hatara nehi toroyo. 
No soro etiriera nahare neni tukurore tenehi ara tushoro. Nereje yeri nahaturu no no tereje surie naha tere enia. Neyeturi nene asore te atene atiki no aru oi taturo. Sereyeturi nene ataraye enaha. No haro yeti taruno. No sore ye tare inikayoto. Yatire esho tare karena. Narayotore esinihi yatara ne katore tu ye tushrone karena. No reyehiera sorono neheturoyere katana noko eni taraya. Naraye roro ne usoro no terehina, karo ore eieti toroto. Nereye unorore he soroyere atanaha ne kie toronehe naturia. Okay, they're guiding me to work a little bit on opening the heart. No sore ke naieti koranene naturo no keia are. Nore yetiri no sare ni katere eturina karaho ore tinaka. Yere rorunano rohe itiara sororu nahate kia tushini kia taare katoro. Yeha totoro naso eye nihiata oronare ni katie tosho Kie otro nasi kihi etiera na kartoro nasi tu ora katidere na naha nosokoyere hatinere atekaru o tatere na kaieta. Iu otro ienarna ate ekita ara nesara tu no ore tika orena. Nore ruye asoro naha nehekina taraho nehi atu kere. Naye aye kishie toroye nara, turu noro nehi nakatore inasure nakaru oreta. Yeyaraye no tarane sukie tarahanaye keti ineye tusore katiesa areta. Noye akerena tarayo no toshikeya tahe ine. Nuhoye te aareta. Ye yao oa, kashieta, anotre na hora te kina ye, ne shitiki troye atana na henehie aru tonea. Ne yare neki anakoroyeta, shukore na ye aare katere. You're guiding me to work on the higher high chakra as well. That's part of our <clears throat> telepathic communication system, let's say, for all of us. Yotoro na haye kashire nare ayeni, taro hoye takare ina. Nora ye yaturo no kashie ayena kaare, torane ne ka ayeya kotara. And... We're going to do a bit of work 
in the head area just to open the telepathic channels to upgrade them, regulate them. If there's any help needed there, uh, we're going to do it in this uh, in this part. おてれなしょろやえなえからやににやのほうなとこえたしへあらとっとろやはらなはねひとろねへしょあれたとらなこうしょろてれなとろおてひなしゃろとかあえてやこらやななとるの Deep breath in and out, everybody. <laughs> everybody listening to. How are you feeling? I'm grateful. I'm present. I'm feeling. Good. I'm alive and. I recognize this, all that is, as the blessing, the gift that it is. And this includes you, Alexandra, the expression of divine love that you are, the service that you provide, and the way that you are supporting us in our ascension. Thank you. Thank you. I can say just the same for you. I felt such a connection with you. And I realized um, after we messaged, I realized that I had seen you, like just your face. I'd seen it before and I didn't know. It was just so interesting how it just felt really divinely orchestrated from the beginning until right in this moment. <laughs> so there is some deeper connection there. And just to add more fuel to that fire, just before you were to share that specific point, I heard in my mind to say to you, this is not the first time we've done this before. <laughs> and when I heard it, I, I considered it as a joke even, but you just supported us in our knowing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. This is not the first time we've done this before. <laughs> no, but it also feels very familiar. Yeah. And really, um, I just think it's really beautiful when uh, two or more people can come together and be in that <clears throat> present state, in that state of curiosity and true authentic uh, interest or desire to connect and really know a person fully. I feel that's almost quite rare, you know, when you look at the entire population, right? Yeah, so, so much appreciation and gratitude for you. <laughs> yeah. I have one final question for you for today. This is the grand okay. finale. You ready for it? Okay. 
Alexandra, you just realized the power to telepathically communicate to all of humanity. What do you say? To be honest, I think in my specific position that I'm in, I don't think I would say anything. I think I would just channel that language. <laughs> um, I love that. Really, because there's much more that can be transferred than in words, human words. I just recognized something. Mm. You put yourself in that scenario of telepathically communicating to humanity or being able to you, and you wanted to answer for us what you would do in that situation. Yeah. We're going to go deeper here. Okay. Alexandra. Here's your opportunity to telepathically to communicate to all of humanity. What's coming through right now for me is really, and I think this is what I would have needed to hear in my life, in my hardest moments, is to be your true self. Really be your true self. I think if we allow ourselves to be our true self, and that comes to the heart, so many of the issues we're facing on our planet would just disappear because our true self is loving, our true self is compassionate. For the vast majority of people, that is the truth. Um, and I think we would just stop doing a lot of stuff that we're doing to each other right now. So I think that would be the most valuable human thing for me to say besides light language <laughs> yeah well i want you to know that we hear you sister <laughs> thank you thank you thank you for being all that you are and for this amazing time that we've spent together thank you thank you so much i'll see you soon talk to you soon take care <laughs> much love Senders, that is going to be all for this gift of hearing from someone that's been giving her a gift. And I believe and I hope that it may have supported you that in activating some gifts of your own. Just before we go here, Senders, I'm going to put that ask out one more time. If you enjoyed this episode, you've been enjoying the show, please do consider supporting a few of your friends and family in their ascension process by sharing this episode with maybe just one to three people. We're in this thing together, family, as each and every one of us ascends, so does the all. So let's support each other's individuals and as a collective by sharing that which we feel called to. Anyways, Ascenders, that is going to be it for this episode of the Awaken Podcast. It is good to be back. Expect more from where this came from. So until next time, keep ascending. <laughs>